Why is it that so many smart, capable women who are so successful in the rest of their lives struggle so much with overeating and weight? This question is addressed so beautifully by our podcast guest today, clinical psychologist, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Dr. McCreary has helped thousands of women break cycles with overwhelm, overload, and overeating without feeling deprived and without depending on ridiculous amounts of willpower. I love Dr. McCreary's messaging so much that I asked her to join us for a two-part series. So for today, we're going to focus on hidden hungers, willpower, emotional eating. Grab your pen and paper. Does this sound like something that we might all need? Stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author, I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction, Not Perfection. I am so excited to introduce my community today. You're going to love her to Dr. Melissa McCreary. She is a clinical psychologist. She is an expert in emotional eating author, host of the Too Much On Our Plate podcast, and the creator of Your Missing Peace. It's a program that supports smart, busy women in creating freedom from overeating and peace with food. Yes, please. Welcome, Melissa. Oh, thank you for having me. I am excited to talk with you today. Oh, you too. You want to just start us out with, so you are a clinical psychologist, kind of the space that you live in at this moment within your career. I, well, I live in this online space. (laughs) I, um, I have spent my entire career helping women with issues around food and weight and eating and every single possible tangled up combination you can imagine about that. And what I have evolved into and what I do exclusively now is help people break the chains of that, break free from that, um, which is different from staying in control or maintaining or managing or winning the fight or feeling strong. My belief is, and I think a lot of women share it, that life is too short to spend it struggling with food and waking up every morning, wondering if it's been a good day or a bad day (laughs) and basing all of that on some silly number. And so I really help people find freedom. Oh my goodness. I love this. And I'm agreeing with you. That number thing for me kills me with, I feel like my clients can base their day if it's been good or bad on what the scales told them in the morning. I'm successful. I'm not. And there's, as you know, and what we're going to talk about today, just so much more to this picture. I kind of want to dive in here. I'm curious. I feel like you work with a lot of businesswomen, a lot of individuals who are successful in so many areas of their life. And yet this piece, this weight piece or emotional eating piece really feels like it's their area that they're like, darn it, I can't, I can't conquer this. Why not? First of all, yes. 
And I think what I, what I also see is so many women who feel like they're the only ones, right? Everybody else has this figured out. I've done all these amazing things. I can be in three places at once with my kids and my career. Why can't I do this? Um, and the reason is that uh, we, we've been sold this bill of goods. We've been sold this oversimplified formula that it's all about the food that you just need to eat less and move more and that, you know, suck it up and be strong and make it happen. And the truth is, especially for smart, busy women, there are some very compelling reasons that we overeat, that we use food to fill in the gaps, that we use food to take care of ourselves. I call them hidden hungers. And if we don't pay attention to these hidden hungers, which um, tend to multiply and, and travel in a pack, um, if you don't fix the reasons that food has the power in your life, you are just you're, you're going to keep struggling with it. And you're and, and if you buy that myth that it is your job to just keep going in there and fighting the good fight and manage your food somehow, um, nothing gets better and you stay stuck and you lose your confidence and and all these other things that just, you know, we all know all too well. We do. And you're hitting on this. And let's just remind our audience today that. We are talking about when somebody does a quicker fix and you lose weight and you have great results. And then all of a sudden you feel like you've hit your results and you backslide. And what Dr. McCreary is talking about today is that that backslide is happening for a reason. Can you go mm -hmm. into that or like some examples within Absolutely. this talk? And, and it's not even the back, it's, it's, it gets bigger than the backslide because it's also over time, you go through this a few times, you don't even want to get started, right? You don't, it's like, why do I even try? We lose our confidence. Think about the last time you fell off track or you backslid and think about what was going on. Because the truth is there is always a reason that we eat and there is always a reason that we overeat. And it is not that you are lazy <laughs> or you don't have enough discipline. There's always a reason. And so it maybe you were stressed out. Maybe you were exhausted. Maybe you were too busy to, to get the food in the house or too busy to even think about making a different kind of choice. Maybe you were overwhelmed. Maybe you had um, all those things going on and then you have some emotional things thrown at you and you either don't know how to deal with those emotions or Actually, what happens so frequently is you kind of know how to deal with the emotions, but you don't have the bandwidth at the moment because you're exhausted and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and you're trying to do 12 things at once. And, oh, here is food, which is so easy and so available and so attractive for kind of using to fill the gaps, right? To be a Band-Aid for all those things so that you can keep going and keep doing the other amazing things that you're doing in your life. Um, it gets to be a cycle where food is a coping mechanism, the reasons, the hungers that you have that aren't getting taken care of can tend to, they, they tend to feed off of each other and build up so that it can start to feel like a real vicious cycle. Well, it doesn't just feel like one, it is one. Agreed. I was going to say, I was, one of my questions for you was going to be, what do you think like the barrier is of somebody reaching out to a psychologist, somebody helping with those barriers and those but my, but you kind of answered it. It really is more the bandwidth I'm hearing out of you. It's the energy. It's, is that kind of why you feel like people stop at the, I know there's something deeper, but I just, I'm not going to go there right now. Well, I don't think we always know there's something deeper. I think that there is so much 
diet culture just teaches us over and over again that if this isn't working, you haven't tried hard enough. If this isn't working, you got to go back in there and do it one more time and (laughs) show up as your best version of yourself. And it ignores the reality that we have all these other things going on. We get in these battles. Actually, that whole idea of working harder fuels more hidden hunger. The more we're working harder, the more we're focusing on getting the food right or tracking or doing whatever crazy plan of the month it is that we're doing, the less we're paying attention to feeding ourselves what we really need, right? What the thing, and, and here's the magic piece that when you start to pay attention to your hidden hungers, when you identify what they are, and when you get clear on how to start taking care of yourself in that way, food loses its power, Right. You start being fed and you don't need that Band-Aid to, to cover over something that you aren't getting because you start to be able to get it. Sorry for the brief interruption. I just wanted to let you know, if you are loving this interview with Melissa McCreary, please know that she is hosting a free five-day Freedom from Overeating workshop, and it starts next week, so you need to act fast. You would just jump on her website at toomuchonherplate.com, and you can register to get in this free workshop. And your other option would be to go over to our show notes. I'm going to put all of her information there as well. All right, back to our interview. That's so good. Okay. I'm loving the buzzword hidden hungers. And you say they travel in packs. Let's take a deep dive into all of this. (laughs) And when we take a deep dive, I think it's really important to people who are listening not to get overwhelmed because here's what happens. I start to talk about hidden hungers and um, most of us start to think, oh my gosh, I have all of them. So this is this is another big overwhelming mess. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so here's yeah. where it's important to be strategic. It's suppo- It's important to understand that hidden hungers travel together and you don't have to fix all of them You don't have to get perfectionistic about this to make an impact, right? It's about getting strategic and knowing where to start making a difference. So the the five hidden hungers that I see most commonly among um, smart, high-achieving women are hunger for stress relief, right? So stress, stress eating, all that. We we know what that is. Uh, Hunger for self-care and for me time hunger for self-care and me time, not getting enough of what you need. And so you're using food to fill in the gap. The third one is a hunger for emotional effectiveness, which is a big way of describing the reason that a lot of emotional eating, not all emotional eating, but a lot of emotional eating happens. There are emotions, there are things coming at us and we either, like you said, don't have the bandwidth to deal with them or sometimes we just don't know what to do with them. And it is just so much easier to to numb out or to push those feelings away or to not have to think about them for a bit and just use chocolate. You know, the biggest one that I think people underestimate is a hunger for rest. So much eating happens out of exhaustion, so much overeating and also emotional eating, right? Because we're exhausted and there's there are physiological triggers for that. And there are so many psychological triggers for, for eating to try. How much eating do, do we do to try to keep going or to try to perk ourselves up or to try to just not think about how tired we are? And man, if I had, I mean, that's a place where I can really get on a soapbox because we spend a lot of time telling ourselves I shouldn't be tired. 
<laughs> right? Nobody gets enough sleep, right? So, okay. So hunger for rest, which one did I miss? Hunger for me time and self-care, hunger for emotional effectiveness, stress relief. Oh, hunger for compassion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's another one that people miss. Compassion for yourself, right? Compassion for the reality that it's been a hard day or I've been doing all the things, right? When you when you have mindless eating, when you have eating to numb out, when you have eating to distract yourself, when you have eating that's going on as a way to just not be present, often that is a sign that what you really have is a hidden hunger for compassion. What you really need is an acknowledgement of things are hard, or I'm doing a great job. I am doing an amazing job. Look at how I'm showing up for everybody. And I would like to be seen. I would like to see myself for starters. So, so there's some powerful hidden hungers there, which I think people most often recognize the, the eating, the emotional eating, the stress eating, the eating to numb out, right? The mindless eating, the eating, the, the eating that you do when you're too busy and you're not making good choices. Um, but it is so important to look at why eating is happening. I guess that's that's what I really, if if there's a writer downer from this episode, it's it's really that. No, this is so good. And I was going to say, I feel like people can get behind, I'm stress eating, the ones that you're mentioning, Mm -hmm. I'm numbing out, like they kind of get that those things correlate. And then I have had clients even be like the others fluffy. Like, I don't, I think they can hear that it's important, but to like take that and believe it and have faith in it to the point that they're ready to make changes around it is really hard or doesn't happen. We have these labels for the type of eating or overeating that you're doing, and they're not always useful, which is why I talk about hidden hungers. And it's why I developed, uh, there's a hidden hungers quiz that I, that I offer for free, because you can say, for instance, I'm a stress eater. Stress eating is such a great label. We can slap it on so many things. I'm a stress eater. But is that really the place to start? First of all, so many people who are stress eating say, well, yeah, because I have this stress and there's nothing I can do about it. I can't change the stress. So I'm trapped, right? But so many times stress eating, what we're calling stress eating is really actually being fueled by that hunger for rest. We're really exhausted. And yes, we have the stress, but the stress has led to exhaustion, or we really are stressed, but what we really need is some compassion, or it, it's a it's a complicated recipe, but what's exciting about it is when you start to identify what your primary hidden hunger is and where you can start intervening and you start getting some resources, um, which we do give you when you take the quiz, but to deal with those things, you can start making an impact in areas where you don't think it's possible to make changes. Did I say that in a way that makes sense? Oh, absolutely. And I think if individuals can take this away, again, we're all used to, we're a microwave society, fast fixes. You have a program. How many weeks long is your program? Missing Peace Program is actually a six-month program. It is a deep dive coaching program where we, yeah, we cover so much more than hidden hungers, but go on with your question. (laughs) Yeah, but, so I love that you just said six months because if, if we get the opportunity to work with people individually, there's these little onion layers that keep getting peeled back. And it's like, okay, now we've talked about that. So if we even just take the example of tiredness. If we start to change tiredness, that's one little onion layer. And then maybe if we're not as tired, we can work on our boundaries more. And if we can work on our, you know, it's, it's such a deep integrated process that I don't think a lot of people 
understand or to your point, get overwhelmed and think, I don't have time for that. But if you can pick away at it, right? (laughs) And when you start to pick away at it, it's not like you have to solve the whole thing to go back to perfectionism, right? As you start to take a layer, you address your tiredness, right? Guess what? You have more energy. You can focus more. You have more creative thinking ability to even think about what should I have for dinner <laughs> or how could I have fun, right? Yeah. And and so you don't have to fix all the pieces because just like all these negative um, hidden hungers can create a vicious cycle, starting to feed yourself what you really need, starting to feed those hidden hungers can create the inverse. You can create this positive cycle of momentum where you're getting more of what you need and you're feeling better. And you're feeling, you're not feeling stuck. You're moving forward. I love that. I agree. I actually just had a client the other day tell me, cause she deals with some autoimmune things and she's gotten some of them under control to some extent. And she looks back at when she was so tired and when she wasn't feeling well, she was like, I'm actually proud of myself for even doing what I was doing because now that I feel better, now that I'm more well-rested now the motivation's there, but thinking back on how was I living in that space and still yeah. even just functioning as a human, but it felt normal to her when she was living in this space. Oh, so many of us are over-functioning. So many of us are over-functioning at, you know, 120% and we don't even know it. Right. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is funny. Some of the, the, like yours, to your point that some of these hidden hungers feel like fluff, right? How many things, how many times a day do we tell ourselves we shouldn't need things or we shouldn't mm-hmm. feel a certain way, right? When you start actually being honest with yourself about your needs and guess what? There is a reason if you are overeating, if you are emotional eating, there is a reason. And when you start having just the compassion to, to have respect for that, that alone starts to make a huge impact and starts to shift things. Yes. So give us a little talk on with the compassion, taking, like taking the most hardcore person who can't Mm -hmm. even wrap their brain around compassion matters. Like what's Mm -hmm. the baby step into compassion? I think the smallest step is taking on this idea that there's a reason I'm doing what I'm doing. Hmm. Right. I'm not Mm -hmm. stupid. I'm not, not trying hard enough. It's not that I don't care. Take a look at the soundtrack in your head. Mindset Mm -hmm. is so powerful, right? Take a look at what the thoughts that you were telling yourself. If you find yourself avoiding and actually eating to push things away, it's probably because there's a harsh message there (laughs) around some of it, right? I should be doing more. I shouldn't be tired. See, and this is how they overlap. You can have a hidden hunger for rest, but if you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this way, I should be stronger. I should be able to do this. You know, you stupid, whatever, all that stuff that we do in our head. Wait a minute, compassion, taking a deep breath. There's a reason this is happening. Um, Whatever it is, I'm having a hard day or this is a really hard day, or my boss really is a jerk, or like, it's okay to be kind to yourself. And diet culture doesn't teach us much about kindness to ourselves. Actually, it doesn't teach us anything about kindness towards ourselves. 
No, which we have so much to talk about that there's, this is part one. We have a part two coming up. I feel like you're starting to segue into one of another negative things that we tell ourselves is I have no willpower. Like, why do I not have any ability? (laughs) I know. And I, I think that your disgust around willpower is like mine around the scale, (laughs) which we can kind of segue into that. We will talk. Oh, that could be part part three. That could be. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, we're just going to start podcasting together. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So to wrap up now though, you, I feel like you've already poured over our listeners. What I would say, if you could wrap your arms around them and have them listen to make sure they walked away with one thing, let's just repeat it again. Like if they are leaving this session today, what are you like? Just if you heard nothing else, hear this. Well, I want I want you to hear that we gave you a high level view of hidden hungers and it's a lot. The simplest thing that you can do is go take the free hidden hungers quiz because it will it will take this information and it will boil down what you will get is you will get one result. This is your primary hidden hunger and you will get then some free resources of like okay, here's an action step. Start working on this and here is why. And you don't, because we've talked about so many ideas today and it's all important, but one thing is what makes a difference, yeah. right? So, um, yeah. So the hidden hungers quiz, which is at too much on her plate.com forward slash emotional dash eating dash quiz. Um, and I'm sure you'll put the link in the show notes or something like that, but take the quiz, make it easy and do not worry if all of these things sound like you, because that just makes you a human being who's really busy. You are seriously amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening today. Whether you are working with me personally or just letting these podcasts speak into your life, I truly appreciate you trusting me on your journey, and I will always have some free materials waiting for you on my website at healthaccountabilitycoach.com. I have habit trackers, meal planning worksheets, blank calendars where you can track your daily successes, Come check it out and always feel free to reach out if you need any referrals, if you are seeking your own accountability, or if you just want to say hello and provide your beautiful insight and feedback. I appreciate your valuable time and listening ears. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you, or you can picture that exact person who needed this, I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2023 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave a review on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping an open mind to the idea that our journey will look different now, five years from now, slow and steady y'all it's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life cheers to health and happiness